Odor controlling the net is empty. He throws it down and in. He scored a goal. Martin Brodeur. The hockey gods are Red Wing fans too, it appears. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Shut Your Five Hole and Listen, Not Your Average Hockey Podcast. Yes. I'm Stephanie. I am your resident New Jersey Devils fan. And I'm Muffy, your Detroit Red Wings fan. And Muffy and I did something pretty fun. Yes. Yes, we did. Maybe crazy by some people's standards, but not the craziest or the farthest. We went for a hockey game. I was just going to say, it was definitely (laughs) not our craziest. Muffy and I drove across the state of Florida from Tampa Bay to Sunrise to watch the Florida Panthers take on the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Was it Game 5? No. No, it was game four. It was game four. I know how to count. I it's swear okay. I know how to count. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but if you know anything about the state of Florida, going east and west is not that far. It's just north and south. Yeah. And going east and west is kind of boring. There's Yeah, we drove through Alligator Alley and we might have seen one alligator. Yes. Which is disappointing. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, it's It's very overgrown on Alligator Alley right now. Someone needs to trim those bushes back. Yeah, well, Ron DeSantis is too worried about being cruel to children. Anyway. (laughs) That's for another podcast. Today we're here to talk about hockey. But yeah, we went to Sunrise. How did you enjoy your experience? I enjoyed it. This was the third time I've gone to a Florida Panthers game. The first two times, though, I was there as an opposing fan, as a Red Wings fan. The first two times were also before the Florida Panthers had a chance at the Stanley Cup, so their fans were not nearly as passionate. So it was definitely a different experience this time around. Some of those fans are real rowdy. I mean, they are, but I mean, Tampa fans, we scream at everybody that they suck now, so we've turned into those people. It's true. (laughs) It's true. I found the layout of the arena way more confusing this time. And I don't know if it was because of the massive amount of people. And I know you and I talked about this when we were at the game that like the configuration kind of feels like a 90s arena. It hasn't been totally updated and gutted for today's audiences. But I don't know. I just felt I don't have like claustrophobia a lot. And there were times I was like too many people. It was a little tight in there, and this was my first Florida Panthers game. I've, because of previous jobs and previous lives, I've been to that arena a few times, but I've only been on the event level, so I had no, I had no idea what it looked like. But yeah, it it did feel a little bit like was the 1990s food court, which is fine. It was fine. It was packed, and I will say their fans love their team. I think this has gone a long way in hopefully really giving them a great fan base that is there with them whether or not they win or lose. They definitely seemed like by the time they got to the finals, they started running out of a little bit of steam. It is true. It is true. But I will say the first two periods were not so great. But the third period, the Panthers showed up and it was a very, very 
good, exciting third period that almost went into overtime. And we had, you know, Aiden Hill throwing some punches. Yeah. still, I still don't know why he did that, but he went wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they played it. It was a great third period. I did enjoy, you know, the guys behind us who were, they 100% are the reason why we do this podcast. They were those guys who thought they knew everything about the game and most of the things coming out of their mouth were not correct. Like they had some real confusion over icing and forechecking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which if you're new to us, maybe you found hockey during the playoffs and welcome to the greatest sport on ice. Icing, we covered in our very first episode, so you can go back and listen to that. And forechecking, we will put on the list to discuss when we talk about learning the basics in the second period. Yeah. I think as during the regular season, we are Tampa Bay Lightning fans when we're not rooting for our home teams. Mm -hmm. Should we talk about the fact that uh, Tampa fans were not so kind to the Panthers? Yes. And I personally, I don't feel like we have much of a rivalry with Florida. I feel like people try to make a rivalry between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning because we are in the same state. When we have games against them, I don't feel the same like Detroit-Chicago type rivalry or Jersey Rangers type rivalry. No. And even though the Lightning and the Panthers have met a few times in the playoffs in recent memory, it just, I don't know, it just never, to me, felt like a rivalry, honestly, until the Panthers kind of bit it and we acted like assholes. Yeah. Moral of the story is like, don't kick a team when they're down. No. Sometimes, and I'm saying this as a Lightning fan, sometimes our fans lately are reminding me of Philly fans in the early 2000s. And that is not okay. That is is not a compliment. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a bad, bad thing. I have a core memory of being a child. This might have been in the 90s, but being at a Devils-Flyers game and being in the upper level and two women coming to fisticuffs in the last row and almost fell down, (laughs) like fell down the stairs. I actually had that happen at a Detroit-Toronto game where they did actually go tumbling down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) And I was across the arena from where it was happening, so I had a great vantage point of these two ladies just... That's nuts. But yeah, the Panthers man... They ran out of steam. They sure did. And, you know, there is a theory out there that the team that has the most rest going into the Stanley Cup is not going to win. And that did bear out this time. It did. But the Panthers were pretty beat up. Not to say that the Vegas Golden Knights were not beat up in the series either. But to Chuck, played with a broken sternum. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. I don't either. I don't know how you are managing... To move around anywhere, let alone get on the ice and play in the Stanley Cup finals, that beat up. Adrenaline and will? Yeah. And maybe some really good painkillers. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine. (laughs) I would imagine you would need some painkillers. But on the flip side of the losers, there are the winners. And I have to say, I'm actually really happy for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. So if you haven't heard by now, the Vegas Golden Knights won their very first Stanley Cup in their sixth season in the NHL, which 
there's been a lot of hate about that too. And I get it coming from maybe one of the teams, one of the many teams that has never won a Stanley Cup and you've been around in the league a lot longer. But what Vegas has done in six years is incredible. Not just the team itself and everything that they've done to get to this point, but what they've done for the sport of hockey. There are minor league teams happening in Vegas now. The youth hockey program is off the charts in Vegas. They are truly building the sport out there, which is only going to be a positive thing. Honestly, what the Vegas Golden Knights organization has done is very similar to what the Tampa Bay Lightning organization has done. You bring a sport to a non-hockey town, you show people how it can build community, Mm -hmm. and you make the people who live there feel invested in the team and like you care about them. And that's what Vegas has done. And they do it in a way that only Vegas can do. It's a big show Anytime you go to a game or Mm -hmm. watch it on TV. And honestly, it's not just good for hockey in Vegas. There are a lot of other sports out there that now want to come to Vegas because of what hockey did for Vegas. And I love that you mentioned community because part of what I think brought so many people to T-Mobile Arena to watch the Vegas Golden Knights was the horrific mass shooting at Mandalay Bay. It happened not long before the Vegas Golden Knights moved into the city, and it gave people a place to go, a sense of community, something to channel frustrations, happiness, sadness, whatever, into. And there's a documentary on Netflix that goes into kind of that whole thing of how Vegas rebuilt afterwards. And there's a piece of it where they talk about how the hockey team was a big piece of helping the community heal. Yeah. I'm not usually quick to give a lot of police forces in America a lot of props very quickly, but there have been reports of two really potentially bad major incidents that the Vegas cops stopped that were happening around the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. So that's their job. They would do that anyway. But it just goes to show you that the team has such a draw, such a community that on both sides of the spectrum, people in Vegas are using the team for whatever their hopes and dreams are, mm-hmm. even if they're nefarious. And good on you, Vegas PD, because you saved a lot of lives. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Because no one would want people blown up at a hockey game. No. Anyway, that got really morbid. Sorry about that. So let's get back to the excitement of Vegas winning. I also love that there are still six, as they call them, the misfits, original misfits that were picked up by Vegas in the expansion draft. Mm -hmm. You know, that team at that time, they did feel like misfits. They Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, they were the players that their team's didn't save. Mm-hmm. They tra- typically expansion teams don't do well. And in their first year, they went to the Stanley Cup finals and didn't win it. And so, I think part of the reason they did make it that far was because of that misfit attitude. Yeah. They were like, you don't think I'm good enough to stay on your team? Watch me now. Like, I think they all kind of had that attitude of like, look what you got rid of. We're going to bring this thing home. And 
six years was all it took, and I am so happy for those six original misfits. You wonder who else I'm happy for, even though he did not play a single game? I am so happy that Quick got that cup. Yes. And that is the biggest fuck you. Yes, I'm going to have to put an explicit warning on this one. To L.A. Yes. Because they should have let him play out the rest of his career in L.A. Mm-hmm. They -hmm. should have been doing what Vegas is doing and using him and his expertise to train up the next generation. And maybe that's part of the reason why they won the cup because they had the depth and education Mm -hmm. and knowledge from Jonathan Quick to help them get there. Because Hill played amazing. Mm -hmm. He stood on his head. He, you know, he continued the tradition of this season of. I don't know what's going on with goaltenders throwing punches, but it's a thing. But he had some fire. He had some spark. He kept them in it. He kept them going. So that doesn't just happen. So it's amazing. I just love it. It is. What I don't love is that it was the lowest rated Stanley Cup final ever. What do you think about that? I think there are a few factors here. I don't like the stat either. I do think that the fact that it was on TBS, or not TBS, TNT. TNT. Was a downfall because... I would agree. There are not too many streaming capabilities for TNT. So if you don't have cable or like YouTube TV, you were kind of SOL. Mm-hmm. I also think these were two very non-traditional hockey markets and those deep-seated... Hockey's a winter sport. Only cold places can play hockey kind of fans probably weren't tuning in. I would agree with that. I also have a theory that the entire country of Canada was just pissed. Yes, I would see that (laughs) happening too. And I don't know what station it was broadcast on in Canada. I did not look that up. But yeah, I know there's usually two, but sorry, Canada. I don't know your broadcast stations. But I think there is something I and I you know we can get into the deals that broadcast TV makes but mm-hmm. there is something a little weird that every other year the Stanley Cup is going to be on a different station. Yeah. And that I don't think that's really great for growing the sport. It doesn't no. it was already confusing enough the way let's be candid Disney did and the NHL this year with it, some of it being on ESPN Plus, some of it being on ESPN broadcast only. It was very confusing. You didn't know where to watch a game. No. And I, it was on TNT, TBS, ABC. Like any network that the Walt Disney Company owns had a hockey game at some point. Well, TNT is not Disney. That is true. It is not. And that is a, a vestige of whatever deal. Mm-hmm was made prior to it leaving NBC. Yes. So it's just, it's confusing. Mm -hmm. And they want to listen to us. Disney, you have some money, just buy them out. I mean, I'll just go call Bob Iger about that. Yeah, I think you should. (laughs) Call up Bob One. Be like, hey, Bob One, (laughs) I know you've got a lot of problems right now. A lot of things on your plate. (laughs) But... You make hockey very confusing. Yeah. So the Stanley Cup was not the only cup that was happening. It was not. And I'm very excited about the ECHL winners because 
it was another Florida team. The Florida yep. Everblades won their, well, they won back-to-back Kelly Cups. So they were yes. the champions last year, and they kept that title this year, and they swept in the final round. They did it in four games. If we had been paying more attention, we could have gone to that winning game on our way to Sunrise, because it was the day before. Oh, next time. Well, next time. <laughs> next time. So very exciting for the Florida Everblades and hockey in the state of Florida. Yes. Florida, whether you like it or not, is becoming a hockey state. Mm-hmm. And then there was also the Calder Cup champions. Yes, the AHL. And that went to the Hershey Bears. And that one took a game seven for them to win. Um, but that's also very exciting for Pennsylvania. Yes, it is. Who doesn't love a good Hershey bear? Yeah. Playing in the town of Hershey with all the chocolate. I do love a good Hershey bar. Special dark only, really. (laughs) Yay for all of our winners. Yes. And with that, that rounds out period one. That's the latest and greatest from the Stanley Cup. And we'll be back in just a second for period two. All right, we are back for period two, learning the basics. So typically we break down rules, uh, but seeing we are entering the off season, we figured it would be fun to talk about what happens in the off season because it's a very short off season, but they managed to pack a lot in there. Yeah, so the Stanley Cup with the finals, they go into June and preseason starts back up mid-September. So. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of time off, but Which there the are a lot of things. The preseason schedule is already out. The preseason schedule is already out. So we've already got hockey to look forward to. But one of the most exciting things I think that happens in the off season is the Hockey Hall of Fame inductees. Mm-hmm. And one of our all-time favorites, one of the best-looking men on the planet. I'm not even going to say the sport of hockey. No, it, it's the planet. And he is a twin. We always forget that part. There's another one out there that looks just like him. Is the king, not Elvis Presley, Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Henrik Lundqvist, we've probably, I think we've talked about him. We have time, talked about him. Even though he has not won a Stanley Cup, he's won almost every other award you possibly could for a goaltender, he's and he so won. so should have gotten a Stanley Cup. He really should have. And fucking Rangers, man, yeah, they just <laughs> didn't do it for him. Just didn't do it for him. But he's won gold medals. He's won what's the international hockey? There's another thing. I can't remember the name of it. Sometimes I don't know the Europe things. That's okay. Oh, we'll that's we'll get better at the Europe ness. But yeah, Henrik Lundqvist is in the 2023 induction class and as the summer goes on we'll we'll talk about more of the people that get inducted but it's exciting it's exciting for him i'm happy for him i'm happy for him too he was he was literally the only good thing about the tnt broadcast it is absolutely true (laughs) absolutely true need to get rid of biz like you know what though i'm coming around to biz and i'll tell you why okay Because everyone gives him such a hard time, including myself, 
And he takes it like a champ. He does. I will I mean, agree with you on that. He took a prospect giving him shit very well. Yes. Like, that's, that's, that's a lot about his character. It does. You so are coming, definitely right on that. He I'm just needs around. to not be so biased when it comes to Toronto. True. But I guess P.K. Subban came out in a red boxer's shiny thing for the devils and then Mark Messier came out in a shiny blazer. Yes, but to me that was more of a fun, kitschy rivalry thing, not true. being true. true. Like true. the Leafs should have won this game. Fair. You're right. You're right. Anyways, we're going off the rails. Let's talk about another exciting thing that happens in postseason. Postseason. The off season. Postseason, off season, interchangeable. No, postseason. No, postseason is the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be recording this late at night. <laughs> Oh, probably not. It doesn't work as well late at night. <laughs> We're sorry for those of you listening and us not getting our facts straight. And I Anyways. I taught a yoga class. I've got severe yoga brain right now. Yeah. So, okay. Note to self. We will not Note do this self. again. <laughs> Anyways, another exciting part of the off season is the award ceremony. And this is where we get to honor all of the outstanding players from the past year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there are some very exciting trophies. And yes, so one of the ones which we touched on with Henrik Lundqvist is the Vesna Trophy, which is for the best goaltender, which our own Andre Vasilevsky has won a few times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this year's finalists are Connor Hellebuck from the Winnipeg Jets. It's not Linus. I want to say Linus because I'm making it American, but that's not how he says it. I don't remember. Okay. I know it's not. (laughs) Refer back to our all-star special. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm not going to get his last name right now either. Olmark. (laughs) Thank you. From the Boston Bruins and Ilya Sorokin. Thank you. I Yeah, this is why names I, are hard. Names Hockey are hard. Names are the hardest. Hockey names are the hardest. Okay, uh, so we have the Winnipeg Jets, Boston Bruins, and New York Islanders. We're going with teams now. <laughs> are the finalists this year? And because we always talk about goaltenders, and because this is shut your five hole, I want to know, Stephanie, who do you think should be getting the award this year? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go with Hellebuck. That's kind of where I was leaning to. I think he was the most consistent throughout, mm-hmm. and he's got a fun headshot. But I, <laughs> I do think despite the Winnipeg Jets being spotty themselves, mm-hmm. I think he was consistent, and there's probably going to be some movement with him in the offseason. Yeah. I but think I, so. I think he deserves it. Yeah. That's my pick. I like that pick, too. That was kind of where I was leaning, and pretty much same reasons you've said. So there's a we're not gonna go through every <laughs> award. Because that would be a lot. <laughs> That'd be a lot of awards. But the Hart Memorial Trophy is the most valuable player throughout the season, not the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> yes. In which case um, Matthew Chuck should have totally won it because playing with a broken sternum. That's a lot. And this year, who's up for this award is Connor McDavid from the Edmonton Oilers, David Pasternak from the Boston Bruins, and our man, Matthew Kachuk, who in my head, I always go, oh, that's the 
That's the cute Kachuk brother. <laughs> yep. No offense, Brady. You're not like bad looking. It's just yeah. If I'm picking. <laughs> Wait, wait, no. Who do you think you're going to win that one? Oh, who do I think is going to win that one? It's going to be Connor McDavid because everything's about Connor McDavid. Everything is always about Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews. Yeah. I want it to be Matthew Kachuk. Why? Broken sternum and he wants to be Corey Perry. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Then we have the Norris Memorial Trophy, which goes to the best defenseman. And for this one, we have Adam Fox from the New York Rangers, Eric Carlson from the San Jose Sharks, and Kale Mocker from the Colorado Avalanche. And who's your pick for that one? I feel like it's going to be Kale, but I want it to be Eric. See, I also feel like it's going to be Kale, but I want it to be Adam. Oh, interesting. Which I know is funny given all of my rants about the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I don't actually mm-hmm. hate them. <laughs> Sidebar, can we talk about what Zibanejad's doing in his offseason? Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to share? If you've listened to the podcast, you also know that I, I love to just give it to Mika Zibanejad, who apparently in the offseason is a DJ. He's DJing festivals. Yeah, and he will be DJing Lollapalooza in somewhere in Europe. Yes. Who does that? That's actually kind of cool. It is cool. It's very <laughs> cool. Let's do two more awards. All right. So let's talk about the Ted Lindsay Award, which goes to the most outstanding player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, all these have been nominated for something else as well. We've got Eric Carlson again. Connor McDavid again and David Pasternak again. Similarly, I feel like it's going to go to Connor McDavid, yep. but I think it should be Pasta. Oh, I love calling him Pasta. I love calling him Pasta too. <laughs> yes. And then the other one we have to mention because we brought it up last time is the King Clancy Trophy. It's a real trophy. It's guys. a real trophy. I knew it was a real trophy. So this one goes to the player who shows leadership qualities and humanitarian contributions throughout the season. And the people that are up for this award are Mikhail Backlund from the Calgary Flames, Anders Lee from the New York Islanders, and Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers. So, I actually have no idea who would win that one. I don't either. But we'll find out. They all seem like lovely individuals. Yes. And one of them will have won this award by the time the episode posts because this takes place on Monday, June 26th is the award ceremony. So (laughs) you won't know before we do. (laughs) Okay. And that rounds out period two and all the awards and fun stuff. We'll be back in just a second with period three. So we're back for period three. And if you listen to us, you know this is where anything goes. So when we were in Sunrise, we saw a lot of interesting things being thrown on the ice. Yeah. We saw some some plastic rats being thrown on the ice. And we saw some plastic flamingos being thrown on the ice. And flamingos, Florida. But the flamingos are actually for Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. That would be. Are they? They are. Yes, it's the victory I flamingo. This. I did not know this. Yes, tell me, the victory. tell me about the victory flamingo. I'm learning things today. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Yes, the victory flamingo 
I honestly don't know how it caught on, but I remember seeing a bunch of things on Twitter a few years back, probably like the second or third year that the Vegas Golden Knights were in the league, was Mm -hmm. that they would talk about the victory flamingo, and they would throw the plastic flamingos on the ice. And again, I don't really know how it started other than I started seeing it everywhere, and there is one little girl who is mm-hmm. freaking adorable. And you should all follow her on Instagram. Her handle is Baby Mingo. And she has a pink flamingo costume with a Vegas Golden Knights shield on the front of it. And it's freaking adorable. But yes, the flamingo is what Vegas throws on the ice. And we will oh find God. out the history of it. But like I said, I just saw it popping out of nowhere one day and it's continued since. If you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan, please tell us how this came up. I'm obsessed with this now. This might be my new favorite thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, the Victory Flamingo is a Vegas thing. The rats are a Florida Panthers thing. And that dates back to the rat trick tradition. I still don't understand. I know you've told me this story numerous times. Please tell me about the rats again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the rat trick tradition... Dates back to 1995 when a rat entered the Florida Panthers dressing room and one of the players, Scott Mellenby, slap shot at the rat and then proceeded to go out on the ice and score two goals. So thus the rat trick was born. Yeah. So they throw rats. They also have a mascot. That's a rat. Yes, they do. So what is your favorite thing that people throw? On the ice. Well, obviously, I'm going to be biased because I'm a Detroit <laughs> Red Wings fan. And I'm pretty sure we started the tradition of throwing things on the ice. I'm pretty sure. I'm when pretty sure. When a fish market owner threw an octopus onto the ice because the eight legs of the octopus symbolized the eight games needed to win the Stanley Cup back in the days of the original six. Now you need two octopi out there because 16 games. 16. I also love that sometimes people like, Seemingly throw tinier squid, but that's fine. (laughs) Whatever you can sneak in. (laughs) And it's funny because arenas outside of Detroit are like told to look for that on fans as they come in. And people still get them passed. I want to know what is it like walking to an arena with an octopus down your pants? (laughs) I don't know. I've never tried. I mean, I'm going to be like a classic here. I still love when they throw hats in the ice for hat tricks. Of course. You gotta and love I that. love I love when the teams do fun things with all of the hats, mm-hmm. like put them in letters or donate them. I don't know. I just like that. The Columbus Blue Jackets have a really cool wall that they just put all of the hats See? in, and it like it starts That's to cool. fill up the plexiglass. That's very cool. My least favorite thing because these things have to be organic. Mm-hmm. They have to be like the rat trick. They have to be like an octopus for eight wins. I don't love that the Seattle Kraken just started throwing plush salmon on the ice. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I I totally <laughs> agree. Not not very exciting. Not, it's not a very exciting thing. No. It's not exciting. So all you out there who are listening, shoot us a DM and tell us what your favorite thing is that your team or another team throws on the ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's lots to pick from. There's lots to pick from. And, you know... The Tampa Bay Lightning got those little um, 
Oh, the clapper noise thing. Maker, That's my least thing. favorite thrown on the ice because we why would you throw your little noisemaker drum on the ice? Like, that's not fun. That's just going to well, hit someone in the head. And it's going to hurt people. And when the commissioner's there, then they get banned from every arena. Yeah. Yeah. We really are turning into those fans, and I don't know how I feel about I don't it either. Let's—I don't know how I feel about it. Let's so hope let's, the off season does us some well, and, and we come back the, into the season. The better. off season and losing mm-hmm. makes us humble. Let's mm-hmm. hope that happens. Let's That's that my happens. hopes and dreams for Tampa Bay Lightning fans. Yes, and with that, we are a wrap, and we will we will chat with you, chat with you soon. Since it's the off season, episodes might come a little. Less often, but try to get you one at least once a month. Yeah. Yeah. And where can they find us? I was going to say, while you're waiting for the next episode, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We are Shut Your Five Hole and Listen. Uh, Five Hole Podcast is the easiest way to find us or Five Hole Pod on Twitter. And then you can always send us an email, shutyourfiveholepodcast at gmail.com. And we... Hope you start connecting with us. Send us some things. We are also hoping to get a newsletter started for next season. So more information on that to come. And you better sign up for it so you get even more content from us. Yep. It'll be fun. It will be fun. See you next time. Bye. Bye.